Gen Z, a podcast run by Gen Z for Gen Z. We aim to remove the filters that mask the real issues in our lives and hold honest conversations about mental health and other issues teens face. Follow our Instagram, gugz.podcast, to stay updated. We hope you enjoy our episode. about pretty privilege and beauty standards as a whole, if anyone wants yeah. to start off. Okay, I can start off. Um, this is Gia, and pretty privilege, I feel like, is a very is an issue that's not always recognized because maybe we do recognize it like on the inside but it's not very more likely to be hired have higher salaries and are less likely to be found guilty healthier and more competent and people treat people pretty and people treat pretty people better so i feel like that's a lot a lot of advantages that we don't often recognize and that's why we want to address this now so I think pretty privilege is really prevalent in our society and it's something that we don't really acknowledge a lot. So I'm really glad that we were able to talk about this. Um, I think there's also a really big difference between the Western and Eastern beauty standards. And oftentimes it feels like you can't really fit into both. And it kind of feels like when, especially for me, I just like, you can't, if you have too much of this, then it's not enough of that. And, and just you'll never satisfy like with the social media and what just like society wants in general and I certainly think that like although beauty is subjective there are just like shared upon agreed commonalities and I think sometimes like I can definitely get angry or like yeah just angry when I see that happen because especially it's such, such like a disparity that no one really cares to mention because it affects like different people but do you think that we should get like mad at people or blame them for being pretty we can't get mad at someone for being born the way they are just like we can't get mad at ourselves for being born like the way we are we can't nitpick at our um flaws quote-unquote flaws because like there's really no such thing as a flaw it's just society defines what is normal or not so like i feel like um like what Karis touched upon the western and eastern beauty standards in the western like current beauty standards in America, you kind of have, you're considered pretty when you have more Eurocentric features. So that includes like big eyes, like um, blonde hair, etc. And actually there's a TikTok trend, not trend. It's just, I've seen a lot of videos that have like service on Instagram that are like these people in Europe. They're just like, oh, you wish you were me. And they were like, I have a um, skinny waist. I mean, I have a snatched waist. I have like big eyes. I have like a small nose, etc. And they point out all the Eurocentric beauty, um, what's like considered pretty in Europe. And it's just, that's part of like the adding on to the fuel with the anti-Asian hate crimes and stuff. But besides that, like you, people, I feel like in America, idolize people who have curves like the Kardashians or like tanner skin, which is why self-tanning also exists. Yeah, and especially in contrast with like Asian unrealistic like beauty standards, although they do provide a stark contrast to the Eurocentric, I do feel like big eyes are still a really bad thing. Like it's bad if you have I know it's good if you have big eyes kind of idolized in Asian culture and also it's like you have to be skinny there was this chart going around on Instagram I saw that it gave like heights and weights to the ideal like Korean body for example it said like 155 centimeters to like 38 kilograms and that's literally five feet and 83 pounds and that's what people are idolizing on social media and in the picture it showed like 
a Korean model with like a snatch waist. But honestly, like that just really angered me because you can't, it forces people to want to conform to that and think it's normal. But honestly, that like if you have that body, then that's perfectly fine. But I just think, don't think that people should be like idolizing that because especially it can be unhealthy for people who are trying to go to like on her measures like to gain that body. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, I think it's like beauty is very subjective in different places. It can take up like different meanings, like for sure. And like, so for example, in Asia, there's like, there's kind of this standard being like slim and like being really light skin. And there's even a challenge that's like called the A4 waist challenge, which was a trend like that originated like from China where people are like covering their waist from with using an A4 paper and they're calling themselves A4 waster. And if you are able to reach those standards, you kind of are the beauty standard. And even though that kind of came from China, a lot of the people who kind of did that were from all over the world, even from like the, the states and everything. But then also like from where I live personally, I live in Indonesia, um, it's just like in Asia and um, people tend to want like, I guess like Western-ish type features. So basically in Indonesia, there's like a lot of these like people who are like Indo-Dutch, like they, they're half Indonesian and half Dutch. And for some reason, I don't particularly know why they're always considered like more superior when like, if you don't really know the history of Indonesia, basically, we were colonized by the Dutch. And so a lot of people tend to have like Dutch grandparents and stuff like that. But then we like, we idolized it so much that people tend to like fake that then they're like, Oh, I'm Dutch, you know, I have like, light brownish hair, because I'm Dutch. And then that's like such a cool, like superior thing, which I think is just really kind of weird to me. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about beauty standards, I think that it, it goes hand in hand with stereotypes, I feel like. I think that growing up as like an Asian guy, I think there were like these stereotypes that I heard from a very young age, not just for guys, but for girls as well. I think it was even more prevalent for girls where like Asian girls were seen as exotic or they were seen as like incredibly shy. And I think that that's like a very harmful stereotype because not only does it like put Asian girls into this really, really, really tiny box, it also affects the way that people act towards them. And if they want to date them it's not usually because of the person that they are it's usually because of this idea or stereotype they have in their head and for asian guys obviously like the stereotype is that asian guys are incredibly nerdy with like glasses they're like incredibly studious they're like really quiet and usually not very athletic and it's it's incredibly harmful it does it's not even for asians it's every single race has these really really harmful stereotypes that affect the way that people see them both as people but also romantically and i think that that's kind of one of the reasons why people are hesitant to date asians if they're not asian themselves yeah i definitely agree and i think like in japan so i'm not sure about other countries but in japan i know that like everyone not everyone but i know a lot of people who idolize japan and like romanticize the whole idea and it is great for vacation i would think but actually living in the society and being there I think it's very hard for the women and girls because it's still a very sexist and conservative society. And I remember seeing this interview of we're going on the streets of Tokyo or somewhere in Japan asking the guys like what their ideal wife would be or something. And a lot of them were saying something along the lines of like someone who listens to me but isn't like really dumb but is not smarter than me or basically very like submissive kind of that kind of stereotype. And 
I just felt very like disgusted by that. Wait, actually, Kayla, I think Japan is like ranked the least happy country in the entire world. Um, I might be wrong, but like, <laughs> honestly, yeah, Japan is romanticized. Yeah. Like, yeah, like everyone's like, oh, anime, anime. <laughs> like, if you live in that society where like that's where anime is from, then you should expect that the standards are like very unrealistic. Yeah, very unrealistic. I also wanted to add on to like the eating disorders as well. Um, what Emanuela said about how there's a lot of K-pop idols who like promote really, really strict diets. So I know the IU diet, she's like a really popular singer in Korea. She eats like one apple in the morning, one sweet potato for lunch, um, like a protein shake and a chicken salad for dinner. Um, and like, she just, she also does strenuous exercise and a lot of singing. So I feel like that's very unrealistic, but um, I know that my friends have, some of my friends have done that diet before. A lot of YouTubers have done it before, teenagers especially. And they're, they're like all promoting this diet. They think it's normal, which I find really incredulous. Yeah, I've had friends who tried the same exact diet, but they literally couldn't last because obviously we're going to school where we have a lot of activities and that's just so unrealistic. It's literally like cucumbers, sweet potatoes, and like apples and then you're like done for the day and like that's so yeah, that's crazy that's like a breakfast uh-huh that's like for like a snack yeah i feel like especially in asia from like what i know japan i think it's like together it's probably like three percent of all people are obese whereas in america it's like a, a lot and i think that neither is healthy i think that both are very unhealthy but um i think in america because we're on the like generally speaking like heavier side than asia it's more accepting than asia of all body types yeah we have a lot of diverse people in our country also america's portions are so big um when you order like a small you literally get a large in korea for food i mean and actually i wanted to ask you guys about your personal experiences with pre privilege yeah because i was watching the show true beauty i'm not sure if you guys have watched it yet but it's based off the the korean um webtoon novel and I originally read that so I was like I just I was excited to see the adaptation but honestly I think the anger sometimes stems from like when people put down others from being ugly and although that sounds like completely absurd that is honestly true and I think that permeates some aspects of my life and sometimes like I could kind of relate to what she was going through especially because in the show she basically um to give you a brief summary she puts on like she used to get bullied a lot in her old school and she was just like going through a really depressive stage because people just constantly stepped over her and used her because the Korean beauty sandals, she didn't meet it. She had like glasses and like acne and things like that. So then she, it got so bad to a point where she had to move to another school and she used like a face full of makeup to like cover up for it and she got better at it. And then all of a sudden people started like loving her and idolizing her and she was like put at the top of everything. And it was such a stark contrast to like her old school where she was completely like put down for it. And although it may be exaggerated, I do certainly think that like even growing up with like being friends with people who are like really pretty, all my friends are gorgeous, but like growing up, I felt like I always had some sort of like inferiority next to them. I feel like there were also this point where they would rank each other on their books and I think it's also a measure of like how well I knew them at that point or like a measure of self-confidence because like they always put themselves at the top or they're always put at the top and I was always put at the bottom and I was also new to that church when like it happened but 
like at that moment in time, it really like deteriorated my self-esteem. And I think even still, when I walk into a room, I feel like people usually have like a superiority complex or like they naturally think they're like better than everyone else. But I think for me, it's like the complete opposite. I always like think I'm the worst and like, how do I like, how can I even measure up to like everyone around me? I think in that mindset kind of flipped and also kind of like stemmed off of that experience I know I mentioned it a lot but I think these girls also they were probably just like insecure and going through a lot of things that they wanted like self-validation but I still feel like even after that experience more of like more people just flock towards them or they're more like quote-unquote popular in church or they were like just everyone wanted to be friends with them and I heard someone where like people are only friends with you because if they think you're pretty I know a couple people who literally had like said like oh, I'm only friends with pretty people or I only want to surround myself with that kind of beauty and I think that's that's like a clear example of like where it's put into practice and how like unfair in society it has become because you obviously can't change the way you look but pretty privilege it's like it makes people want to change the way they look and I think you can't blame people for being pretty but you can also blame them like when they put down others for not or like for trying to be like them or trying to like deteriorate others when they like mock the way they look yeah that's my experience yeah that is terrible but thank you for sharing that Karis um I feel like especially when we're young in middle school or even like beginning high school we a lot we do have a lot of insecurities especially regarding looks I think for girls especially so your friends are probably just also insecure about things and the reason why they wanted to surround themselves with quote-unquote pretty people is because um they want to prove that they are pretty as well which is not very healthy but like do, do you guys know this term called duff like designated ugly fat friend <laughs> like, <laughs> you see the movie what? there's a movie on that yeah so um like like if you're in a group of friends like basically the movie goes that there's three friends and one two of them are like supposedly like incredibly hot and like one of them is like really ugly and like not sexually like appealing and she tries she's trying to like change herself and stuff but I had like I don't know if this is like a weird experience but I my group of friends like I have a kind of a large group of friends like six people but they're very pretty and I would say that over and over again they're very very pretty and so I moved schools right and we were like I, I was talking with one of my friends about like oh yeah these are kind of my group of friends and they're just so pretty and everything and then she's like oh so then are you the duff and I didn't even know what that meant at first but now that I'm like thinking about it I was like wow that one kind of hurted but okay yeah, I'm sorry that you recall that. That's, like, extremely diminishing because it <laughs> almost puts you at, like, a lower standard than everyone else when you're obviously not. And I think, well, yeah, according to the Duff, like, people you would usually, like, guys would usually ask her, like, for her friend's number or they would be friends with her. And I literally had that situation where guys, like, usually ask me. Or they, 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 become, they become friends with me, but then they're like, oh, yeah, but your friend is really cute. Can I have her number? And I was never, like called pretty growing up or I was never like labeled as attractive usually just like other terms but I think that one like kind of like because I'm like well what about me am I never gonna find love or (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't really know what I would consider myself as like do I have pretty privilege or not um I feel like I'm average but also I have experienced like some privileges handed to me because especially growing up I used to go to a um, after-school program, and 
it's all Asians, right? So, I mean, specifically Koreans, because we're all, all of our parents are working, so we have nowhere to go after school. I think growing up, a lot of my friends and I were also, like, babied by teachers, because I think when you're young, it doesn't really matter, but as you grow older and, like, you stick with those same people, there's a lot of division with, like, the people who are quote-unquote pop popular and pretty and the people who are not and I feel like since we were in elementary school too there was just so much drama going on because someone was prettier than another person or someone wasn't popular and this person was always left out of like the group when we were playing together and I've also partaken in that too um I know that it's like I guess I would consider it bullying I just wasn't aware of it though and I think because teachers continue to favor me and some of my other pretty friends who I don't associate with now because they've grown to be very conceited um I just feel like I it's also a problem with how adults treat you as a kid and how you're growing up as a child like when I entered high school I'm not high school what am I saying when I entered uh, when I grew out of that community and kind of saw the real world in a sense because I was always shielded by a bubble there um I realized that like this, that's when my insecurities started to really stem and like started to hit me all at once because like why did people baby me why did people like treat me better or hand me more privileges because I was seen as more attractive I don't really know if this makes sense at all but um that's just my personal take on it that's really interesting thank you for sharing because I think for me, I remember you as, like, a child. I think you certainly did get baby around a lot, and I think you did get a lot of, like, privileges from that, because I remember I, to be completely honest with you, mm-hmm. I was a little bit, like, on the bigger side. Like, I was very, I had a growth spurt in second grade. I was, like, oh, I, grew, tall, yeah. I grew six inches over the summer. I, I have no idea why, and I didn't, <laughs> I don't know, like, I feel like I was, like, five four in, like, element. no, I don't know. I was pretty, like, big and tall compared to my friends and I felt like especially I never really got babied and and in that perspective like baby and can be like oh you're so cute you're so pretty and I was always like I wasn't even that like big on the other side but I think people kind of subtly made like remarks like oh you're really like big or you're kind of like this or fat or things like that and I think as I grew like into my body I kind of grew out of that side and I kind of see like almost the opposite side of it but because of those like remarks that mar my childhood I still feel that like internalized you know insecurity with that Mm. I actually have a question to ask you or anyone else do you guys like feel you have to make up for lack of privilege or pretty privilege because or like in some other way do do you feel like you have to make up for it (laughs) I think yeah definitely because if I don't like have an appealing face I would I honestly try to work on my body a lot like even during quarantine I did like the clothing ab challenge but I think I didn't necessarily have an ED but I definitely pushed my body to like unrealistic standards because to try to make up for like things I didn't have on my face and when I started doing that I got more like positive feedback so I think that kind of fed into it more yeah and I started wanting to you know like make my body skinnier or have a better waist by doing this and that and I think just people like giving that positive feedback though kind of made it worse because it's like you weren't good before because you didn't have this but now because you're working towards that now we like you and it's kind of very like tethered and one-sided but yeah what do you guys think 
I think for me, like, the people that I surround myself with most of the time, they don't really, like, there aren't people who focus on their appearances. I mean, they do focus on how yeah, they present good. themselves. So that's why even growing up, um, like, I don't have a sister. I don't have any, like, female relatives. So I never felt really threatened by how I looked. Um, but I think, like, there are some times when, like, people can be, like, a bit insensitive where um, I was just, like, uh, talking with one of my guy friends. And he was, like, talking about how someone, like, important slash famous was, like, rating women's bodies, like, out of a, on a scale of 10. And he was, like, you know, like, that's really rude, right? Even I don't go up to you and say, oh, your legs are a six. And I was, like, <laughs> okay. Okay. So I was kind of upset. So I told him, like, don't say that again or else. Like, that's just disrespectful. He was, like, okay, sorry. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, I wasn't too bothered by, like, what he said but more like how could you say that to like my face you know like and yeah that was just a bit disrespectful for me actually I have had guy friends to point out flaws in me you know like they point out certain like things that I could improve on but you know I can't change my body unless I get plastic surgery and I'm not gonna Mm -hmm. get plastic surgery at age like as a teen um as like a 12 year old so I feel like people do need to learn boundaries yeah. and that you can't really change your body. So don't point it out if it's not something you could change in like um, a matter of minutes. Yeah, I think especially with guys, there's a couple of instances that happened over the summer that made me really bad. And I even like went like on a whole TED talk rant about it. But I think there was a couple of guys in not just in my school, but in other schools that there was a list and they were ranking girls and it got exposed and of course all the girls who they had ranked saw and when you look at the list it was mostly it was it was no it was all really really superficial like big boobs no butt like they're too skinny too fat or like she's really pretty so we'll put her at top it's all really really um just based on appearance and really superficial and I think basing people off that standard really diminishes themselves at a whole because I think it also like tells you that oh your personality isn't good enough to compensate for your bad looks so we're putting you at the bottom of this list and I think even ranking people on this it's like it's not human it's it's basically like putting another like human being below one another when we're obviously all made equal so I think I wish like it would have been bad if they ranked on personality but I'm saying that I think pretty privilege is like so ingrained in our society that even if we were to rank people it's we would only do it on looks we wouldn't even like fathom the idea of doing it based on their personality yeah because people that's have so... like oh wait, you may not go okay okay so i just i think that's so true about the thing about personality because i think like for some girls obviously they kind of like mature faster or like they grow up kind of faster like as a teen and stuff and I wasn't that person I was still like a literal child in like seventh grade everyone was already kind of you know being more focused on like relationships like things like that and looks and appearances and I was always like that kind of kid and it was so weird because a lot of people not a lot of people but there were some guys who were like so toxic and they talked about like my because I was with this one girl who was also like not 
mature and developed if you know what I mean and then we and then they kind of talked about oh she's really flat and she doesn't have anything and then in contrast to that those that actually are developed and mature and they're like oh she's so like she has that asset and everything and it's so weird because we were in like seventh eighth grade and guys were already like talking about like that and I was like that's just messed up like I didn't even understand that yet and I was still like really like kind of still this idea where I'm just going to play around. I don't really have much of a care. And I think that really perpetuated to my insecurities a lot. Yeah, it is dehumanizing because you're literally picking up, picking someone apart for like their body parts. And um, we would never think to rank someone on their personalities. I feel like as a society, our first thought is to rank them on their looks because society has this like set list of what is attractive and what is not. Um, And if you don't fit into that standard, quote-unquote standard, then you're automatically not attractive, which is obviously a big problem. Yeah, I also feel like the way some people give compliments by putting you above someone else, like, I don't really appreciate that at all. Um, I remember, like, I think I was talking with one of my guy friends, and I don't know, I think we got on the topic of boobs, don't, I, I didn't, I'm pretty sure I didn't bring that up, but anyways... I was just, like, joking, like, oh, whatever, like, I'm flat, so it doesn't concern me, and he was like, you know what they say, right, flatter is better, and I felt, like, very weird about that, because when you say better, like, what are you, what are you saying is, like, worse, and I don't know, it was very, it felt very weird. That's so uncomfortable. Yeah, I was just like, what, why are you telling me, like, as a guy, um, okay. Actually, my guy friend has told me, like, oh, this, this, your friend, or my, he's referring to my friend, like, that girl is, um, like, her boobs are too big, but, like, this other girl's is, like, too small, you need to be right in the middle, and, like, I'm just, like, why are you telling me this information, what am I supposed to do with this, like, <laughs> it's just a matter of, like, hormones, um, and other factors, like, genetics that you can't change. You know, guys honestly have, like, no right to tell either of you guys that, because, like, have they ever had it, like, no, <laughs> and for them to, like, yeah, you want to comment on, like, your I know. Stop. <laughs> Ryan, do you have a take on men? Where do I start? Okay, um, well, I don't want to just absolutely tear into men, even though I probably can, given my countless experiences <laughs> with really terrible guys like the guys you were describing. I would say that almost all the time, guys can tend to be really really insensitive i feel like especially to girls like you guys just said like subtle remarks like that even if they think they're being funny it could be really really hurtful especially because a lot of the girls i talk to they tell me that they have like underlying self-esteem issues from like childhood and it's like even if they play off as a joke it still hurts them a lot because it's kind of reinforcing this idea that they're never going to be enough and I'm not I'm not going to try to justify their actions, but I think that as I've like analyzed my past friend groups that I've kind of left, as I like look back at it, I realize that kind of this common denominator among all the guys is this underlying insecurity that they have within themselves. I think that obviously like you think of the word like projecting. I think a lot of them just kind of projected their insecurities and took it out on other people and I don't know. I'm pretty sure, like, there's, like, the stereotype that girls, like, girl, like girlfriend groups kind of, like, build each other up. They tell each other, like, oh, you're so pretty. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you're so, like, you're so attracted to all the guys. Like, stuff like that. I feel like guys are the complete opposite. They'll, like, just 
engage in this really, really toxic banter where they just, where they just roast each other over their appearances. And I, I feel like that also did not help anything because it just got to the stage where our conversations weren't even about anything meaningful. It was just about superficiality and just about, oh, this girl's hot. Oh, no, this girl's ugly. It got to a point where it was just really toxic and really demeaning. And I think, like, I forgot who was talking about it before, but it's not even like like we we're treating girls as if they were human. It was almost as if I was, we were all just objectifying them, which really pisses me off now thinking about it because... Like Karis was talking about the list, I think that 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 disgusts me on a whole nother level. It's not even the ranking itself that hurts so much. It's just how they went into super deep detail about stuff that shouldn't even determine how you view a person. I think that guys like I think was it G or Karis who just said how like guys should say should get no say about like how girls should be dressing or how girls should look because to be honest like i find that the the guys who make those comments about girls they tend to take care of themselves the least which i find kind of funny because i think that it's super hypocritical and super judgmental of a lot of guys and i think that's somewhat like an aspect of toxic masculinity this underlying belief that girls kind of owe you something or that you deserve to have a girl in your life or some kind of like subconscious idea that's kind of been instilled in guys especially in toxic guy friend groups and i think that it's definitely a humongous problem and it's actually really painful to hear like you guys talk about your personal experiences and like me knowing the people like people like the people you're describing even if they may not be the same person how i knew people and i couldn't really stop them or do anything about it because i just didn't have the courage to speak up about stuff like this. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Ryan. Actually, there's still a lot of like things we could talk about with pretty privileged, like social media, things we see with celebrities. Um, also, like makeup. When it comes to makeup, <laughs> like in True Beauty, especially the show, this is very exemplified. Like when you have too much makeup on, people are like, "Oh, you have too much makeup on. You're so face. Your face is cakey," and like why. Like one wipe and it's all gone. This is all. This is usually men saying it too, <laughs> like as if men. You know what? I won't go that far. But um, um, and like if you don't oh, have you. any, <laughs> you don't have any makeup on, or if you're like comfortable with going out on with going out without makeup, people are like, oh, you need you need some makeup. Put on some makeup. Like why don't you wear some makeup? And I just feel like you can't really satisfy everyone. Um. So the bottom line is to just be satisfied with yourself. <laughs> yeah and i think as a society we have to kind of move toward it although it really is ingrained in our society it's really hard and also on a cultural level i feel like we all have to actively work to untrain those biases we have towards physically attractive people i feel like sometimes they kind of expect compliments or they kind of expect you to like almost idolize them or worship them but kind of not giving into that but just treating them like normal people and like people like and also on the flip side treating like unattractive people like the same as you would for attractive people and I think also just accepting or like feeling comfortable in your own skin also like Gia said the recent rise of like body positivity yeah body positivity is like I think it's really good because it's promoting people to be like more accepted in their skin and it's not even like you see these skinny models on TV and now like we're getting more inclusivity, but I think we still have a long way to go. So I think um, just working away from like pretty privilege is a really big step that we can all take really small steps individually on. Mm -hmm. Well said.
Yeah, I mean, if I can add like another thought, I think this goes for both guys and girls. I think that we didn't really touch upon the topic of plastic surgery, but I think my my like I wouldn't call it a theory, but my thing is that like even how much you try to improve your appearance or improve the way you look, you'll never be able to satisfy your own mind in a way that makes your mind your worst enemy. I think that's kind of what a lot of people like don't end up realizing until it's too late. Like let's say if you have like if you have really, really low self-esteem and you got like 50 plastic surgeries thinking that it'll like make you feel better, I feel like by then it'll be too late to realize that you'll never really feel perfect in your own mind. And I think that like Karis was just saying about body positivity, I think that that's a great thing that should be really promoted. This idea that there is no ideal self because beauty is subjective and there shouldn't be like this really, really skinny with like, I think, what did you call it? Like an A4 waist. I like looked it up and it's like crazy small. And I'm just like, how is this what we see as the ideal beauty standard? I'm just like, uh, and this is another thing that guys do. This is the last time I'm going to rip on men because I, I I can just go on and on. But one thing that guys do that really pisses me off, especially now, is when they say like, I prefer it when girls do this. Or they say like, I like girls more when they when they look like this or when they do this. It just annoys me when they say it, especially to girls' faces because I, I know guys who've done that. And it's just kind of disgusting, the idea that they think that the girl is there for their pleasure or for their, like, for themselves almost. And it doesn't help society in general when we do when we promote toxic behavior like that. Yeah, I really hate when because like I saw something like we don't dress. We honestly don't. Yeah, as I, I was searching up the A4 waist challenge, I, it led me to the iPhone knees, iPhone 6 knees challenge, <laughs> where you put an iPhone 6, like, across your knees when you're, like, sitting down, or when you're, like, sitting with your legs, um, like, stretched out in front of you, and, like, if your iPhone width covers, like, your kneecaps, it, then, like, you're, I don't know, you're skinny, I don't even know, but I guess, yeah, as a final thought. Um, it's just about like self-love and just being comfortable in your own skin because if you think plastic surgery is going to fix your problems, no, you're just going to find more things to be insecure about and more things to fix about on your body. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of like rephrase what I was saying before, but I think that I know a lot of people who struggle with self-esteem and what they do is they try to spend a lot of their energy building up others and complimenting others and try, trying to make other people feel like validated almost, which I think is beautiful. But I think that sometimes it can come across as very like sad to see almost because when you're like, when you have low self-esteem and you're building up others, it's kind of painful to see from an outsider's view because you kind of wish to see that person who's just so nice and so amazing. You kind of wish that they would be able to have that high self-esteem that they're giving to others. I think that when you're able to accept the fact that you may not look like your favorite celebrity, you may not be able to look like your favorite musician or artist. I think that that's when you can start 
not only working on yourself, but you can also help others and try to foster an environment where you have friends who just love you for who you are and not friends who come to you because they might want to like, I know Karis gave the example of like wanting to reach your friend or wanting to just like reach someone that you know. I think that you want to build those genuine friendships where people love you for who you are instead of just solely your appearance. If anything, we should, as a society, I wish that we would not place looks so high on the idea of like what qualifies a valuable friendship or relationship. I think that if anything, looks should be close to the bottom because something so superficial like looks is like, if you look at like couples that have lasted like 50 years, they, they're not there for the looks, they're there for each other. And I think that it might not have to be so romantic as that, but even just friendships, we should not emphasize something like that as a society. And I think that that's one major point of change we should start fostering as a generation. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Growing Up With Gen Z. Please follow us on Instagram at GUGZ Podcast to stay updated. We hope you have a nice day and remember you're not alone.